Today, today is Simplistic Saturday. And I wanted to um, just, you know, do a little something different. My husband and I, you know, we started out this morning um, just talking about what we were going to do. We did a couple of things, picked up a couple of things. You know, on Saturday, I know growing up in my house, it was cleanup day. And, of course, when I was younger, my yard, my duty was the yard. Not that I was good at it, but that's where my mama put me to pick weeds, probably just to get her, get me out of the house. Anyway, um, so we were out getting some things for the yard to uh, work in the yard. And um, I got to moving some things around in the house, and I found uh, a book that I had when I was in high school. I can't remember if it was the 10th or 11th grade, but one of those uh, grades, uh, I was in the speech class. Um, and the speech class that we were in, we we did competition reading. And what we read were short stories. Uh, we read poetry. Uh, and there was some debating, right? So there was a myriad of things that we did. And um, so I had a, um, a notebook and I was like, oh, my God, I love this, right? So anyway, I'm going to read this to you. Um, the title of it is Black Boy by Richard Wright. And w- what we did was we took out a lot, of part, a lot of the story, but in the end you still knew um, what the story was about, some of what the story was about. And then there was a, always an introduction before the story. So I'm going to start there, and I want you to just listen um, I love doing this. So here goes. Children often go to extremes to make impressions upon their parents. When the relationship is weak, communication is damaged. The suppressed hostilities and anger may surface and assume unpleasant forms. The following selection shows how a young boy attempts to strike strike back at his father. Black Boy by Richard Wright. We lived in a one-story brick tenement. It was in this tenement that the personality of my father first came fully into the orbit of my concern. He was the lawgiver in our family, and I never laughed in his presence. He was always a stranger to me, always somehow alien and remote. One morning, while playing in the rear of our flat, I found a stray kitten that set out a loud, persistent meowing. My father stumbled sleepily to the back door and demanded that I keep quiet. I told him that it was the kitten that was making the noise, and he ordered me to drive it away. I tried to make that kitten leave, but it would not bulge. Scat! he shouted. Kill that thing, my father exploded. Do anything but get it away from here. I resented his shouting, and it irked me that I could never make him feel my resentment. How could I hit back at him? Oh, yes, he had said to kill the kitten, and I would kill it. I knew that he had not really meant for me to kill the kitten, but my deep hate of of him urged me toward a literal acceptance of his word. I found a piece of rope, made a noose, slipped it about the kitten's neck, pulled it over a nail, and then jerked the animal clear of the ground. It gasped 
slobbered, spun, doubled, clawed the air frantically. Finally, its mouth gaped and its pink-white tongue shot out stiffly. By then, my mother hurried toward me, drying her hands upon her apron. She stopped when she saw the kitten suspended from the rope. What in God's name have you done? She asked. The kitten was making noise and Papa said to kill it. I explained. You little fool, she said. Your father's going to beat you for this. She grabbed me by the hand and dragged me to my father's bedside and told him what I had done. You told me to kill it, I said. I told you to drive him away, he said. You get out of my eyes before I smack you down. I had had my first triumph over my father. He could not punish me now without risking his authority. But my mother, being more imaginative, retaliated with an assault upon my sensibilities. As evening drew near, anxiety filled me and I was afraid to go into an empty room alone. You owe a debt you can never repay, my mother said. I'm sorry, I mumbled. Being sorry can't make that kitten live again. Then, just before I was about to go to bed, she uttered a paralyzing injunction. She ordered me to go out into the dark, dig a grave, and bury the kitten. No! I screamed, feeling that I... If I went outdoors, some evil spirit would whisk me away. I'm scared. And wasn't that kitten scared when you put rope around its neck? She asked. But it was only a kitten, I explained. But it was alive, she said. Can you make it live again? But Papa said to kill it. My mother whacked me across my mouth with the flat palm of her hand. You stopped that lion. You knew what he meant. She shoved a tiny spade into my hands. Go out there and dig a hole and bury that kitten. I stumbled into the black night, sobbing, my legs wobbly from fear. As I groped toward the dead kitten, my mother lingered behind me, unseen in the dark, her voice egging me on. Mama? Come and stand by me, I begged. You didn't stand by that kitten, so why should I stand by you? She asked tauntingly. Shuddering, I fumbled at the rope and the kitten dropped to the pavement with a thud that echoed in my mind for many days and nights. Then, obeying my mother's voice, I hunted for a spot of earth, dug a shallow hole, and buried the stiff kitten. As I handled its cold body, my skin prickled. When I had completed the burial, I sighed and started back to the flat. But my mother caught hold of my hand and led me back to the kitten's grave. Shut your eyes and repeat after me, she said. I closed my eyes tightly, my hand clinging to hers. Dear God, our Father, forgive me, for I knew not what I was doing. Dear God, our Father, forgive me, for I knew not what I was doing, I repeated. And while I sleep tonight, do not snatch the breath of life from me. I opened my mouth.
but no words came. My mind was frozen with horror. I pictured myself gasping for breath and dying in my sleep. I broke away from my mother and ran into the night, crying, shaking with dread. No, I sobbed. My mother called to me many times, but I would not go to her. Well, I suppose you've learned your lesson, she said at last. Contrite, I went to bed, hoping that I would never see another kitten. Then, Richard Wright, black boy. I hope you've enjoyed this. I enjoyed reading it. Uh, brought back a lot of memories. Um, so, this is Simplistic Saturday. Just relax after you get your cleaning done. And uh, read a good book. Listen to a good story. You know, cut on my podcast. There's plenty to listen to. Anyway, this is Miss Ruff signing out for The Rough Life.